Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So we have big news in the global economy right now, just coming out. Breaking news, if you will. Let's go right over to CNBC and check this out. Japan's economy unexpectedly, uh, unexpected. who is not expecting this, <laughs> slips into a recession. So it's official. They've, came, they've come out and actually announced that, yes, it is true. Uh, all those people on YouTube were not fear-mongering. Uh, that was not fake news. Uh, you know, they were saying that was disinformation and misinformation. Well, now it's official. Hurt by weak domestic demand. Now, you may be saying to yourself, okay, George, well, uh, look, I live in the United States. Uh, it's too bad for Japan. Uh, I don't have a lot of Japanese friends, but if I did, I would feel sympathy for them. But what do I care? I live in Ohio, or I live in Miami, and down here, boy, oh boy, it is booming. Let me tell you what. So who cares what's happening on the other side of the world? Okay, well, let's go through these key talking points, and then we're going to kind of zoom out a little bit and go to some other places in the world, see how their economy is doing, and then we've got to ask some hard questions. Assuming that other economies are doing poorly, and we do live in an interconnected world, what are the probabilities that the United States avoids that recession? More on that in just a moment. Key talking points here. Provisional GDP contracted 0.4%. I'm, obviously, that's uh, adjusted for inflation, what little they have there. <laughs> uh, after a revised 3.3% slump, July-September period is weaker than median estimate 1.4%. Okay, Japan GDP also contracted 0.1 in the fourth quarter from the previous quarter uh, after shrinking a revised 0.8% in July. Now, I'd like to point out that the Japanese stock market is at all-time highs. What? They're going into recession at all-time highs? Well, likely this is due to capital flight away from China because China's probably doing even worse. But it also illustrates the point, and you guys... If you watch my last whiteboard video, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That the stock market is is the days of it becoming, or the days of it being like some sort of discounting mechanism, or some sort of uh, uh, you know some sort of uh, intelligent entity. You know, you could take the combined participants within the quote unquote market uh, that are they're using their insights. And they're determining what the fundamentals are. And if there's a, a, a mispricing in the market, and then we mean revert to a price that is fair based on, let's just say, the risk-free rate or you know something like that. Yet those days are gone. Just forget that. If you learn that in a textbook, sorry, you wasted your time. Now it's a casino. And I'm not saying that to be funny. That is literally what it is. The stock market has turned into a bunch of gamblers that have an extreme addiction, uh, that need that rush, that need those uh, endorphins <laughs> or, or whatever, uh, the dopamine rush, just constantly. And they've just taken their attention away from a roulette wheel and just turned it onto the S&P 500 or the Japanese market or whatever it is. But getting back to the point, the economic data here. So it's obviously ugly, uh, very, very ugly in Japan, like we said in the title of this video.
Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options, Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. But let's move over to what's coming out of the UK. News here from CNN. Britain falls into recession with worst GDP performance in what? What? Josh, are, are you reading this? Unfortunately. I didn't even, I, I should have, I didn't even read the title prior to going live. But look at this. Well, this is what I get for using CNN as a source. Let me read it to you word for word. For those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, Britain falls into recession with worst GDP performance in 2023 in years. <laughs> oh, I see what they're trying to say. Forgive me. I see what they're trying to say. So they're, they're, I think they're missing a comma here. So they're saying Britain falls into recession with worst GDP performance in 2023 in years. My goodness gracious, who wrote this title? So, uh, okay, let me rephrase this in a way that someone who speaks English can actually understand it. <laughs> I don't know what language they're speaking. Britain falls into recession in 2023 with worst GDP performance in years. You're welcome, CNN. <laughs> All right, do I even want to read? Uh, now I'm scared to go down and read anything else from this article. So let's just leave it at that. We got Japan in recession. We've got UK officially in recession. Oh, but wait, there is more. Now let's go over to the Eurozone. And it is true that the Eurozone isn't officially in a recession, but they just narrowly, narrowly avoided it. I think they had like a 0.1% growth overall. They say Eurozone avoids recession but remains stagnant as Germany struggles. Uh, stagnant. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Let's go and look at the individual countries that make up the Eurozone. We've got a chart here. And wow, Ireland doing fantastically well at a negative 4.8%. 4.8. What is, that's not, I did not realize Ireland was doing that poorly. And this is uh, year over year as of Q4 2023, which would be the most recent numbers. Ireland, a four, that's not a recession. I mean, at what point do you just say, okay, this is actually a depression. This is an economic depression. Estonia, negative 3%. Austria, negative 1.3. It's like that Finland, negative, well, it's even more than 0.4. It's saying negative 0.4, but that's a lot more than that. 
a negative 1.3, excuse me. Now we do have some areas of the Eurozone that are not in a recession, if not depression. So we've got Slovenia at 2.6. We've got Portugal, 2.2. Cyprus, 2.3. Okay, so basically, as my good buddy Doug Casey says, the petting zoo for the Chinese <laughs> or the petting zoo for the rest of the world. And what he means by that is they're just going to these places that are tourist attractions. So yes, you've got all of the Gen Zers and millennials in the United States wanting an Instagram photo. So they're going over to Portugal. Great. I don't know if I'd call that a red hot economy. And then we go over here to, yeah, yeah Cyprus, obviously exact same thing there. Spain. So all the places that are tourist destinations, you see them with their head above water. But pretty much everywhere else, it's just, it's a bloodbath. And Germany, by far the biggest economy in the Eurozone is also negative, negative 0.2%. So now let's go over to China, which by some measurements is the second largest economy in the world, but by other measurements, the largest economy in the world. Now it is true that their official numbers last year, 5%, but help me understand how we can be at 5% while a modern economy. Now, back in the good old days, when we actually had deflation as a result of productivity, that's one thing. But I can assure you that the deflation that China is experiencing right now is not due to productivity gains. It's not due to producing more stuff. Headline, China's consumer prices suffer biggest fall since when? That would be 2009. If memory serves me well, that wasn't a time where we had red hot economic growth. In fact, oh yeah, that's right. We had a massive global recession, if not economic depression. We're right on the brink of an economic depression. So now let's go down to this chart. This is very helpful. And we can see that even if China isn't admitting right now that they are in a recession, every single time that their CPI has gone negative, in other words, deflation, they have been in a recession. That was GFC, Cerveza Sickness, and now, and I'd like to point out that their headline CPI or deflation is worse now than it was during the Cerveza sickness when China had probably the most extreme lockdown of any major economy in the entire world. So let that one just sink in for a moment. And what's even better when we look at the Chinese economy or, or maybe worse, I should say, is when we go over here to the Wall Street Journal and look at this. So for those of you who are a little concerned about the Chinese economy and maybe the real estate market imploding and making this deflation or what will likely turn into a recession a lot worse, look, guys, you've got nothing to worry about. You have absolutely nothing to worry about. Why? Just look at this headline from the Wall Street Journal. China revives socialist ideas to fix its real estate crisis. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. We know how well this is going to work. Because when we look at socialism throughout history, we see that it fixes pretty much every single economic problem that is caused by free market capitalism. Oh, no, wait, it, it's no, it, it's actually the opposite 
isn't it, Josh? It's the free market capitalism fixes <laughs> all the problems that are caused by socialism. So if you think that China is not in dire straits right now, guess again, because look at how they are trying to, quote unquote, solve the problem. Now let's go over to the real truth serum, in my opinion, and that would be the bond market. So as you guys know, let's look at the 10-year treasury. As you guys know, the other day, we came out with this red-hot CPI report. Remember, it shocked the market. It, it really did catch the market off sides. That's no joke. And if you guys were watching my videos, I think this was on maybe Tuesday, we saw how the 10-year treasury yield just went straight up. I mean, the chart was literally just moonshot. And it went from, let's just say, 4.13%, I mean, directly up to almost 4.3%. And, and that is a huge move in the 10-year treasury. But if you guys remember the video that I did, I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this was just a knee-jerk reaction. And next week, we're going to be trading right back down at 4.1, 4.13, something like that, because common sense is going to sink into the market and they're going to be like, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. No, no, no. Why are we getting all excited about a, a, a no landing in the United States? Why are we getting all excited about higher for longer when the only thing that happened is the month over month was slightly higher than we thought it would be? This is a very myopic view of the United States, completely ignoring the rest of the world. And you guys know very, very well. That's a big mistake. That is a huge mistake because what happens in China, whether we like it or not, impacts the United States. Why? Because it impacts the banking system. It impacts the global monetary system. And that those entities are the true providers, that network of banks. That's the true provider of quote unquote liquidity. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science, right? Just assume that this banking crisis got a lot worse. Would you expect that to impact the U.S. economy? Of course you would. So now let's look at what the yield on the 10-year treasury has done since it spiked up, since we did that video. We'll just zoom in on a five-day chart, and we could see this massive spike up. But what has it done since then? Let's go to the end here. It's come up today slightly, but it looks like kind of a blip on the radar. So this is when we did the video. goes straight up, goes way up. Over 4.32%, and then straight down. And it's not even next week. <laughs> it's only a couple days after we did that video. So this is the bond market telling, screaming at everyone in the United States, you know what? This global economic recession, contraction, this ain't over yet. It's most likely going to get worse, and it's most likely going to include the United States. All right, guys, as always, enjoy the rest of your day. Make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We're doing a webinar tomorrow at Rebel Capitalist Pro. We're going over the details as how you can protect yourself for whatever comes our way in 2024. So many people ask me in the comments of these videos, George, I understand what you're saying. I get what the yield curve is saying. I get the economic data, but what do I do? How can I protect myself? How can I survive? And better yet, how can I thrive in this tumultuous, volatile environment? 
exactly what we're going to be going over tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern time in the Rebel Capitalist Pro Forum. So you can check that out by going to georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you on the next video. And I'll see you tomorrow, Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern time in the Rebel Capitalist Pro Forum.